Hello everyone, Courtney here. Let's talk about the harsh truth of licensing for our 25th episode. The reality is that we give up far too soon, before the finish line, most often because we don't believe it will happen to us. Or we believe too quickly that no one likes or wants our product. We make assumptions because we don't understand how the game works from an experiential point of view. Without it, you are really trusting in the process, and having that level of trust for years at a time can be hard. After all, it took me 81 no's in two years to get my first deal. So today, we will be talking about the number one reason inventors don't get licensing deals. Prepare to be slapped. Welcome to episode number 25. Let's get into it. Where inventing, passion, and hard work intersect. intersect. Welcome to the Serial Inventing Podcast, bite-sized, perspective-altering episodes on Serial Inventing and beyond. From motivating key tips on product licensing to obstacle-busting conversations on transitioning to a full-time serial product developer, buckle your seatbelt because you're in for a ride. Warning, this podcast may motivate you to make wild decisions that will propel you forward in your inventing career and hijack more of your time for your passion. If you aren't ready to make it happen, then this podcast isn't for you. So you've done the hard work of preparing your idea for licensing. You've done the market research, created a prototype, a sell sheet, filed your provisional patent application, chosen your scripts, and made a list of potential licensees to contact. You've even started reaching out to companies and are officially in the game. Throughout each step, you celebrated the small successes, persisted with your designer to create an excellent sell sheet, and worked diligently to get to where you are now. Many inventors don't get this far. Huge congratulations. But now, a couple of months have passed, and you're forgetting to follow up with your contacts, and you stopped adding new companies to your list of potential licensees. Yet you're frustrated, wondering why you haven't had a licensing contract drop into your lap. When asked, you use an excuse like, work has picked up, or family got busy. Yet, these things were worse when you were in the heart of the process, and you persisted back then. There are many reasons why a product doesn't get onto store shelves. It could be that there are too many similar products already on the market. It could be too difficult to manufacture. Perhaps there is not enough demand, or maybe you received a false no because you didn't contact the right department and took it as a real no and moved on. But the biggest reason? You lack persistence. Building a relationship takes time, trust, and a lot of persistence. Just like a personal relationship, you don't meet someone for coffee and get married the next day. You might not even like them. 
or they may already be in a committed relationship with their own product development team or current inventors. A licensing contract is like a marriage. It doesn't start with the legal document. Though many inventors understand it's about building a relationship, they don't foster and build one with each company. Explain that to me. You have worked relentlessly each step of the way, and then when there is finally a dull moment, you dissipate into the vast continual frustration of not moving forward. Inventors, it's very simple. Following up isn't just good to do, it is critical to getting a licensing deal. You cannot expect to get a deal without it. If you were to start a business venture, a product, you would probably have to quit your day job, spend 24-7 on your business, invest thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe even hire partners, and yet you still face the fact that 50% of small businesses will close their doors after the first five years, and that number goes up by 20% after 10 years. Let's face it, licensing takes far less time, money, and energy compared to venturing. Yet, in my experience as an InventRight coach, persistence and follow-through, despite rejection and uncertainty, have proven to be vital but rare traits for inventors. Here we go, talking about discipline again. Of course, we all know that the fun part of inventing is, well, inventing. However, if you want to be an inventor who reaps some financial benefit from your product ideas, you need to keep the following in mind. A house doesn't get built in a day, and neither does it get sold in a day, usually. You need to develop some kind of follow-up and follow-through system to further your relationships with potential licensees. And luckily, there are many tools for this. From a document to a templated spreadsheet with formulas embedded to an all-encompassing CRM software, use a strategy that fits you. When I was learning how to license my first product idea with the help of a coach at InventRight back in 2016, I received a lot of no's. Left and right, I was collecting them, but I didn't give up. If I couldn't get through to a company with a particular tactic, I tried another. When no one was interested in my product in a certain industry, I tried another. I didn't stop. I persisted. It took me about two years and 81 rejections until I got my first deal. One contract fell through at the 50th company I pitched to, and even the company I now have a licensing deal with rejected me at first. But six months later, they said yes and asked if I had more ideas. Of course, I did. I then pitched 30 others. They liked three of those, scoring a deal of four products. And now that I've developed a relationship with them, two years later, I have gained another deal with two new products. So no, I didn't get my licensing deal in the time I was hoping for, but it was my resilience and persistence that ultimately built the relationship I now have with my licensee. Otto Diagnolo is my favorite case study of this. Otto had three years of working hard with no deals going through. Three years! 
can seem like an eternity. But what you don't see is all of the relationships he was building. In that fourth year, he got a licensing deal. Six months after that secured licensing deal, it fell through. Towards the end of that year, he finally got one that ended up being his very first successful deal. He now has 10 licensing deals in 10 years. And probably more in the pipeline. It wasn't easy. But he persisted and made it into the industry with quite a lot of deals soon after. He definitely made up for lost time. Here is some advice he told me. You never know until you see a finished product selling. All you can do is keep working at it and learning all you can to help improve your odds along the way. It's insane to expect instant success when starting out in an industry. Licensing isn't a get-rich-quick scheme. Success is hard-earned. You must listen and pay attention to what the industry is looking for and make those connections at the right time to the right people. This thought was cemented even further for me when I ran across this one-minute YouTube short from entrepreneur Alex Hermosi. I've placed it in the show notes. He said that it would be unreasonable for you to be good if you haven't done it before. It's the expectation that destroys their ability to be successful because they expect to win on the first shot and no one does. We are making products for people to use and enjoy after all. Real life products. And these products pave our future generations. It may take a while, and that's okay. Business is a gamble. But if you give up too soon, you will never get that chance. Once you're in, opportunities open up faster. But until then, you must persist. As I coach new product developers through the same process I went through and continue to go through, it's aggravating to see inventors get frustrated and give up so early. After only three or four months of pitching their product idea. Time and time again, I hear, no one has liked it so far. I'm not getting responses back, or even, I have pitched it to my whole list of companies, and no one wants it, and I think it's best that I just move on to my next idea. Well, have you gotten 30 no's? Yes. Real no's? Did you accept a no from someone who can't give you a yes, like a customer service rep? Uh, yeah? Did you ask them questions to make sure they understand what you are asking? No? Have you added another 30 potential licensees to your list? No. Have you tried asking for feedback from those companies? Well, no. <sighs> Let me put it another way. If you are trying to sell a painting you made by leaving it on your doorstep and yelling, painting for sale, in hopes for people to walk by, hear you, walk up to it, and want to buy your painting, do you think it will sell? Do you think it will sell? How long will it take? 
Did you look to see if anyone was even outside when you yelled? That's like cold emailing someone your cell sheet. You probably seem quite crazy to the receiving end. Now, if you place your painting in an art gallery where you expect people to be there to at least look at it or hope to in the sea of paintings or cell sheets, that paints a different picture now, doesn't it? You've gotten this far and spent your time and energy on your product, all to cop out too early? What are you waiting for? Sending follow-up emails once a week to a company is both easy and fast. Here's a script you can use if you got them to respond the first time and then you sent your sell sheet over, but then nothing after. Hello, I just wanted to check in to see if you've had a chance to take a look at my sell sheet. Let me know if you have any questions. Thanks again. If you don't receive a response after two follow-ups, go ahead and try a different script like this. Hello, have you had a chance to look at my sell sheet? If you think it's not a right fit, please just let me know it's not a right fit. Thanks again. Giving them a chance to easily say no can help drive someone to respond back. Even asking something more bluntly, such as, does this email get checked? If you are trying to contact someone for the first time and have not gotten a response back after a few follow-ups, can help stir a response as it gently questions their professional prowess. I get quite a lot of responses back with this script, mainly with them apologizing that they have been so busy. Mission accomplished. But what if they never respond to you? Try a different method. Try calling. Try contacting employees on LinkedIn. Try their live chat on their website. A different email address. Ask around for personal connections, or even try other types of social media the company may have, such as Facebook or Instagram. I use eight different forms of outreach myself. A licensing deal doesn't get handed to you on a silver platter because you have completed all of the proper steps to get to where you are now. Licensing isn't a science. It's an art. You receive a contract when you have developed a good product that the market wants, and you find a company that is willing to gamble with that market and product. But when you ask if a company is looking for outside product ideas and they never get back to you and you never follow up, they don't even get the chance to see it. You are knocking on the door of opportunity and leaving before someone answers it. This needs to stop. We are the ones who are usually holding ourselves back from getting a deal, not the company. Ourselves. Once again, take a look back at episode 8, Who is the Monster in the Abyss, to get a refresher. It's always good to take a step back and remind yourself why you chose to go on this journey. Receiving no after no after no can be discouraging especially when you are just starting out. What would it feel like to walk into a store and see your product on store shelves? Would you feel accomplished? Proud? Revered? Harness and bottle up that effervescent feeling and save it for a rainy day. Never lose sight of it, as it will propel you forward when the going gets tough. Sometimes, just a simple reminder 
can get you back on track and keep your eyes on the prize. Let that excitement push you through the heartbreak so you can get to the gold. Fail forward. Follow up. And persist. Remember that N-O means next opportunity. Ask me on a LinkedIn message how many no's I accept until I put a hold on a product. If you liked this episode, check out my original article for the InventRight blog back in 2021 if you prefer reading. I updated and adapted it for this episode as a reminder of what really matters to my audience. You can read it in the show notes. Earn some grit by collecting those no's. And don't give up. Find a couch, grab a drink, and stay a while. Because you are always one phone call, one email, or one LinkedIn message away from a company's interest. Everyone has the same 24 hours. So what are you going to do with yours? Thanks for tuning in and taking a few bites with me today. And remember, serial inventors don't make excuses. They make it happen. See you soon.